Check one, check one, sibilance, sibilance. Check, check two. Check, check three, syphilis, syphilis, check three. <laughs> oh, I'm, that, you know what, I'm putting that in before the intro. <laughs> That's a cold opening right there. <laughs> Greetings, true believers and cinephiles alike. <laughs> Excelsior! <laughs> Welcome to It Came from the Video Store. Was that better? Was that better than the last time I tried to do my Stan Lee voice? It's more like Crypt Keeper than Stan Lee. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do Stan Lee either. I'm not even going to try. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Eric. I'm Brandon. I'm Stan Lee! <laughs> I don't know what that was. It was me uh, in a last ditch effort. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. If you like the show, please uh, subscribe to us. Leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps the show out. Um, all right. We're just going to jump uh, right into this. Uh, we're doing a movie that technically was never released. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For good reason. <laughs> but you can buy a uh, bootleg at any uh, comic book convention. Or literally just YouTube it. That too, yeah. I mean, you're not going to find the best quality, because Lord knows we didn't. Yeah. Unless you watch the better version. My favorite thing is, I love how... So, I might as well say the name of the movie. We're <clears throat> talking about 1994's unreleased Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. That's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> now owned by Disney. Yeah. Um, no. Hold on. <laughs> That's what, one. Uh, okay, no, I'm just gonna say this though. What if I'm like Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness? <laughs> Somehow that, that you get a clip of that in there that makes that the oldest Marvel movie. Uh, I don't think enough people are aware of it. And I think Disney would want everyone to forget about At it. At this point, I think Fantastic Four is just a cursed franchise. Yeah. I mean, though, I will openly say it. I mean, I'm no. We're going to get to it eventually. I like the 2005 movie for what it is. Maybe because when it came out, I was a kid. Oh, the one we reviewed, right? Fan 4 stick? No, no not that one. That, no, no. That, that was like 2012. That, one, oh. that one's probably one of the worst comic book films I've ever seen. Yeah, Josh Trank really put out a turd of them. I actually was just watching a video yesterday. Honestly, the, the unreleased one I think is better. It is. I will I will openly say <laughs> but 94's unreleased film is better than the it's was got, it 2014. Some, I think so. Yeah, this one's got some stuff going for it. But yeah, I still enjoy the one from uh, the mid-2000s. It's alright. Maybe it's nostalgia. Could I know be. they're not they're not great films, but they're entertaining at least. Which is not... You know, that if, if I'm entertained, I, I let stuff slide. Um, okay, so let's go over the cast. Uh, Alex Hyde White played Reed Richards, and uh, if he looked familiar, that's because he was in 
the Phantom of the Opera, 1989. I did not catch He that. was the love interest that gets impaled with a candlestick. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> Jay Underwood as Johnny Storm. If you don't know who Jay Underwood is, <clears throat> watch Uncle Buck. He's Bug. Oh, okay. Or a little movie I actually so enjoy. that's what happened to him. You ever see The Boy Who Could Fly? Is that Disney? Oh, it might be a Disney movie. It, 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 I think it was like a made-for-TV movie. But he plays this character named Eric, who I think is on the spectrum. Ah. Uh. And uh, it falls in love with this new neighbor. And he's obsessed with, like, he thinks he can fly, basically. But he he barely says a word. I don't, actually, I think he only has one word in the whole movie. Hmm. It's on Hulu, I think. Check it out. It it's it's got Fred Savage. Is he the one on Spectrum? No, Jay Underwood is. Gotcha. Uh, Fred Savage is the little brother. Oh, okay. it's not a bad movie. It's something like my grandpa had on a VHS that we were allowed to watch. Like that was like a, of the movies he owned, that was one of the movies we were allowed to watch. <laughs> um, only the wholesome stuff. Only the wholesome stuff. It's not a bad movie. It's got uh, Herman Munster in it. As his uncle. He should have just led with that. I, I forgot his name. It's, it, it, his name is escaping me. But he plays his uncle. But we're not, we're not talking yeah, about that. I'll movie. give it a watch. Uh, Rebecca Stab <clears throat> is Susan Stab. Storm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Michael <laughs> Bailey Smith as Ben Grimm. And Joseph Culp as Dr. Doom. And I, I think Culp. that's about it cast-wise. We're not getting into the mole people. Okay, we we will definitely get into the mole people, okay. but due to licensing issues, we're not allowed to say mole people. <laughs> oh damn! Did we just did we just get canceled? Uh, so <laughs> Roger Corman produced this movie on a budget of one million dollars. Um, back in the day, that was some coin. Fun fact: because there's a documentary on how this movie was made and never released. Uh, did you know they offered this up to Lloyd Kaufman to, pr- to produce? I did hear about that, yeah. And he, I guess because he's friends with Stan Lee, he's like, I'm not going to take one of his uh, characters or his franchises and make a bad movie out of it. Like, he he wanted an actual budget to make a legitimate movie. Yeah. Which, I would like to see Lloyd Kaufman actually make a, a legitimate movie. I mean, maybe he has, and I don't know. Isn't he involved in the remake of Toxic Avenger? I'm curious to see how that comes out. Because yeah. that's got a cast, man. It does. It's got a budget. Uh, I think Elijah Wood, Peter Dinklage. At one point, I heard Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to be in it. Hmm. So, I'm curious. Uh, the first 30 seconds of this movie felt like a made-for-TV movie. Actually, the whole movie feels like a made-for-TV. Uh, yeah. Pretty uh, much. What did you think of the score? I'm pretty sure it even had some faded black moments. No, it did. <laughs> but what, what, what did you think of the score? I think the theme was pretty good. For, I mean, for the '90s, I, yeah, I actually enjoyed it. Whenever it cued in, mm-hmm. uh, and whenever it did cue in, it worked in the movie. Yeah, there are parts of this movie that I feel like they, they worked basically. It's serviceable considering the time, and you know. If you take into account the the movies that did get made and released that were Marvel that yeah. came out in the nineties, this is probably top tier compared to those. Mm. You sure about that? 
You think this one's worse than Captain America? Yes. I actually, really? I maybe it's because I watched that version of Captain America as a kid, so I have gotcha. a, a soft spot for it. Okay. But I, I would watch that Captain America over this movie. Gotcha. Any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it had a budget of $1 million, so, so I don't know what the fuck they were hoping to get out of it. I think, well, why why did they make it? Was the hold on to the rights? Okay, perfect. That was the whole reason they made this movie, because in order to keep the rights, they had to make a movie. They knew this thing was never going to re- get released, but they promoted it like it was going to. Yeah. And I've seen the posters. And then uh, once they were able to keep the rights, someone else said, okay, we're scrapping this, and so-and-so is going to make the movie now. So from the very get-go, they knew that it was never going to get released. Which is very rare. Doesn't happen that often. Uh, what did you think of the cast? <clears throat> um, I think they fit. You know, the roles. Uh, the dialogue isn't that great. <laughs> no. I, I feel like they did the best with what they could. they were given. Yeah. Definitely. I think if, if anyone was cheesy, it was probably Johnny Storm, like Jay Underwood. Yeah. Flame on! Ha! 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 I guess we found out the magic word, Doc! <laughs> you know what, though? Anytime I see him actually act, he kind of he's kind of cheesy. He's a pastor now. Fun fact. Wow. Yeah. Flame on. For Jesus. <laughs> uh... Yeah, whenever I used to see Jay Underwood and stuff, it was like The Boy Who Could Fly. I think he did a a made-for-TV movie that was like an unofficial biopic of Sonny and Cher, and he played Sonny. Wow. Yeah. He, he's done a couple... He, I think, is mainly a, like a made-for-TV movie kind of actor, other than being an Uncle Buck. Uh, the actor who plays Reed Richards, I felt like, did a good job. Yeah. I felt like he understood the assignment. He did. And even Rebecca Stabb, who played Susan Storm, did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Now, the actor who played Doctor Doom, I felt like was pushing it like a soap opera. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of hamming it up. Um, fun fact. Mark... His scenes were actually reminded me of like watching like Beetleborgs. Oh, my God. Just, I don't know. Something <laughs> about it. I just, it made me think of Beetleborgs watching them. <laughs> It didn't help the fact that this movie was blurry as shit on YouTube. Yeah. I, well, I don't think there's ever going to be a remaster of it. <laughs> I mean, if you watch the documentary, the footage is crystal clear. But when you watch the bootleg full movie, it's very hard to make out certain things. I'm waiting for on Facebook Donna Disc to be like, 94, Fantastic Four. I honestly 4K. would buy it. I honestly would buy it. <laughs> but they can't because then they'd have to pay Disney. Ah. <sighs> Doesn't everybody pay Disney? Well, eventually we all do. Yeah. They're getting like seven bucks a month for me. The mouse gets all the money. <laughs> uh, Gotta get that cheese. Fun <laughs> fact, uh, Reed Richards, or not Reed Richards, uh, Victor Von Doom was almost <clears throat> played by Mark Ruffalo. Ooh. Interesting. I would have been curious to see that. It also makes me realize how old Mark Ruffalo is. Yeah, I was just thinking, I can't really picture what he was back in 94. I 
because he looks young now. I don't youngish. think I acknowledged Mark Ruffalo until Zodiac came out. Well, that that's when he was on my radar too. Maybe I think he did thirteen going on thirty. Oh, in those romantic comedy bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of when he was making more mainstream movies. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the dynamic of uh, Victor and Reed being friends in college. Yeah, I mean, that's he's, that's he's, the groundwork. Uh, of almost, the... Mark Ruffalo's almost like sixty. Really? Is he? Wow. He was born sixty-seven. He's. I guess he's eating whatever Paul Rudd's eating. They're drinking blood from something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love how Ben Ben Grimm is like 35 in this movie wearing a varsity jacket. Man, he's like seven feet tall when when he's a human. (laughs) That was something they pointed out when when he is the thing. The thing is actually smaller than the actor. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I actually, he looked good though. Yeah, for back then. Oh, the practical effects. Oh yeah, we'll, yeah. Get, we'll get into it. For um, the budget one. <laughs> so, Ben or not Ben, uh, Reed and, and Victor are friends working on some project called Colossus that backfires and seemingly quote unquote kills Victor. Or so you think. <laughs> and then he's like pretty much kidnapped by like these people who we have no clue who the fuck they are. Yeah, a couple of shady goons. But they just turn his body into Doctor Doom, basically. Yeah, they Frankenstein him. Um, And then, (laughs) I don't like this. This is the one aspect of the movie I thought was very uncomfortable. And I don't know the relationship. I know where you're going. Okay. Because I, well, granted, I don't know all the details of the Fantastic Four comic books, so I'm not sure where they're drawn from it. Yeah, okay, but this is... (laughs) All I can tell you is Reed Richards is an asshole. (laughs) That's all I can tell you. (laughs) And and, uh, anything I've read with the Fantastic Four was shit like they were in another comic. I remember reading uh, like Marvel Zombies. Reed Richards plays a big part in that. I know he's an asshole. I know everyone thinks he's an asshole. He's right up there with Hank Pym as being an asshole. Oh, yeah, like in the earlier comics, he was, like, very abusive. Yep. Yep. Uh, I guess, should we dive into the part that we think is uncomfortable? Because I know we're on the same page. The huge age difference between him and Susan Storm. Thank you. <laughs> so There's, like, a minimum of ten years So Reed is obviously, like, a college student, and I don't even know how he knows them. Yeah. He I guess shows he, up. he just like what knows them her their mother? I guess. He just randomly shows up in the in, in their house and then Sue and Johnny are like eleven or twelve. Reed's clearly in college. He's like twenty five or older. <laughs> and Johnny kinda pokes fun of Susan having a crush on Reed. And then after the the whole accident with uh Victor, we jump ten years and then you know, Reed has the, the grain hair, for crying out loud, the salt and pepper. And then when he sees Susan, they lock eyes and they're magically in love. Dreamweaver. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, granted, she's she's legal. It's still uncomfortable. She, well, yeah, but it's like he's seeing her for the first time as, as an adult, which doesn't make sense because he's close to the family. Yeah, I think it's just weird that they, they should never have introduced her as a child. Yeah. Because it just, 
it, it distracts you from the movie because you're just like, huh? Yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> uh, plus, Jay Underwood. Are we, sure, are we sure Disney wasn't producing this? <laughs> no, the mom lives. Well, not only that, <laughs> but, but you could tell, like, the actor who plays Reed Richards had to been maybe, like, 30. Jay Underwood, who played Johnny, might have been like mid twenties, only five years younger, and probably the same who played the the actress who plays Susan. So, I don't know why they had to do a whole age gap, or they didn't have to put that much of a drastic age gap. They could have been even like five years apart or some shit like that. Yeah, they did a like Anakin and Padme exactly deal. Yeah, like if he was in college and maybe she was like in high school. I could see that. She legit is in fifth grade. Oh, you've grade. gotten so big. <laughs> <laughs> Anakin, you've grown up. <laughs> now this is pot racing. <laughs> I hate sand. It gets everywhere. <laughs> um, I felt, I felt like the actor who plays Ben belonged in commercials. His acting was very commercial. Like, there's this one... He's probably a commercial actor. He's a stunt double. He's a stuntman. Well, yeah, he's built like one. Which is also weird that they didn't make him the thing in the outfit. Because I... Yeah. He thought he was going to be able to do the stunts for it, too, and they wouldn't let him. He was pissed. Hmm. So, there's this really cheesy moment when they open up the door, and he goes... Hi, Mrs. Storm. Is Johnny and Susan home? Can they come out and play? And Brand's like, is this like a, a commercial for Capri Sun? Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, I love how they make it very clear. So they ask for Susan's help for some reason. What, the Do the Colossus Project again in honor of Victor. Mm-hmm. So they ask for Susan's help. I don't know why. I really... Yeah, we have no frame of reference of what she does for a living. Yeah, we have no <laughs> clue what she studies. But then they blatantly point out, because uh, Johnny wanted to go, and Ben's like, yeah, come on. And Reed straight up goes, he has no intellect whatsoever. <laughs> no, like, Johnny is just along for the ride. Yeah. He's a go-getter. Which, isn't that pretty much what they made Michael B. Jordan out to be? In the 2014 version like he was just like a because he was like a street racer like a, a nah, an he, adrenaline junkie adrenaline junkie and they kind of cool kid they brought him into the circle to keep him out of trouble kind yeah of thing. he's and not then, one of those nerds <laughs> and this johnny just wants to hang out just for the sake of being a fantastic four i think susan's mom even calls him that too yeah yeah early on we get we get the 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 name he only let Johnny come with to help his chances of banging Susan. <laughs> um. So, <laughs> are we getting to the blind lady? Uh, we're about to get <laughs> to uh, uh, the quote-unquote weasel. Uh, the guy in the uh, is that the his sewer? official title? Yes. Okay. They were. It was supposed to be the mole man, but for some reason they couldn't get the rights to the name. Yeah. Marvel's like, no, we're, ma- we're making a, a mole man movie. We can't let <laughs> we can't let it go. <laughs> we got big plans for mole man. 
so they had to change the name the to the Weasel. Saga planned out for them. <laughs> a whole saga. And Mole Man, the end game. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the Weasel is the one character I felt like if they took it out of the movie, it would have helped a hell of a lot better. Because yeah. it just, I felt like he was maybe there just to fill up a gap. Yeah. He, he, it felt like originally they were like, hey, we're going to get Doom to be the villain. They're like, we can't, what if we can't get him? Okay, we'll make this Mole Man guy. I'll call him the Weasel. It just, that's what it felt like. Like, you. You just, yeah, you could take him out. And you they really wanted to save uh, Doom for, like, the third act, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we can get to, what, Alicia Masters, who is a character in the comics. The blind lady? We can get her, but we can't get Mole Man. <laughs> 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 I mean, for real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like how her and Ben fall in love after, like, two fucking seconds, and she's... Yeah, he bumps into her, then he gets really handsy. And then, literally, <laughs> she goes home that night, because after she felt up his face, she makes, like, a bust of his face. That's hot. That's talent, though, honestly. It is talent. That is talent. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna uh, discredit that. Yeah, put uh, a ring on it. <laughs> uh, so then they end up going to space in the corniest spacesuits I have ever seen. They were tinfoil. I bet yep. you it was from one of Roger Corman's other movies. They didn't even look more... They looked actually like they could have been like maybe flame retardant suits and other movies. You know, like if you were to put that in a movie like Volcano, it would make sense. Yeah. So it's a heat suit. Okay, cool. This is the equivalent of like uh, that one episode of Full House where... Stephanie walks in with, or she's dreaming, and she walks in with that pink space outfit on, saying she went to outer space, and she's got like a cotton costume on and hockey pants. <laughs> uh, I love if you watch the documentary, the cast and crew shit on this movie so much, like with love though. Like they were all laughing about how cheesy the spacesuits look, but I, they did kind of. I think do the origin of their power is pretty close to how the comics go. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty close. The only big change is Doom, really. I like the idea, and it, I feel like this is kind of smart. Johnny first realizes he has powers when he sneezes. Yeah. Because <laughs> the way they, they built in that humor was actually kind of funny. How they all survive the, the shipwreck. And they're all talking about, like, oh, I feel great. And, like, yeah, I feel great, too. And Reed's like, well, isn't it a little weird how the ship is in, like, a million pieces and we we feel perfectly fine? And then Johnny's like, okay, fine. Maybe I have a little dirt up my nose. And then he sneezes. I'm like, all right, it's... That's subtle. Yeah. And then Susan just... Everyone's like, where's Susan? And she's invisible. That's about it. Yeah. Then Reed catches her. That's the best part about the 90s. You don't need the special effects to show she's invisible. Just, eh, do a voiceover. <laughs> Fade her in. Just don't show up. <laughs> um, what did you think about Mr. Fantastic's special effects? <laughs> the best is at the end. <laughs> like all things. Yeah. <laughs> I felt that the special effects for Johnny, when he's like, Okay, I'm not, not going to say they're good for the whole film because we'll, we'll, we'll get into it later, but 
uh, like when he's got the fire in his hand mm. for the, for '90s standards, that actually looked pretty decent. No, I guess what happened was they hired somebody who said that he worked on uh, was like Independence Day. So they hired him because he said he did special effects for Independence Day. I worked State. on Independence Day. I thought you did the special effects. No, no, I got I got the special effects guy's coffee. They, they said that's pretty much what he did. Like this guy said he he did the special effects, but in reality he was like in charge of like one thing. So they kept giving him footage like, hey, we need the special effects from when you're gonna mail it back, and then they realized, okay, he's scamming us. Then they had to go to somebody else last minute. We've said on the show when we've seen bad special effects that a lot of things look like PS1 graphics. I cannot stress this enough. Human Torch in his full Torch glory is PS1 graphics. <laughs> I don't know. Matt, say something. <laughs> um. Well, this is the part where I dozed off, so... He looked honestly. He looked like a like the Oscar statue. Yeah, it just lit on fire. And he's like chasing a ray. I mean, it's, it happens later on in the film, but he's like chasing the doom ray before doom. before it hits uh, some <laughs> skyscraper. I think in New York, the building alone. It literally looks like a cutscene from like an Xbox game. That's the only way I can explain this scene because the background is just pure black. The building is like poorly designed and blocky looking and it's just a horror show like the ray hits him and he's like bouncing him around like a rag doll and he's just like oh 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 like they loop the same sound effect over and over uh so what what happens after that they get kidnapped by doom Right, they got kidnapped by yeah. Doom, and then when Ben wakes up, he's the thing. Which apparently was like a recycled gorilla suit that they worked over. Really? Well, hmm. well, the the head animatronics was. Mm. I actually like it. Yeah, that's where the budget went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for a '90s movie, it's 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 not bad. Yeah, it's no Rick Baker work, but. Um, they couldn't afford Rick Baker. <laughs> I mean, I think it looks better than the he does, 2005 one. He no, 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 no. No, I just no. Shut the fuck up. He looks like styrofoam. <laughs> At least it's actually kind of like okay. No. no, because this thing to me though does look kind of reptilian. Am I wrong, Matt? I wouldn't say reptilian. To me, he looks like he's got like scales more than rocks. At least in his face. Mm. I've seen worse thing designs though than this, to be honest. <laughs> My favorite part with the thing is when he's walking around. He ditches the the four because he isn't. You know, they pretty much have come to the conclusion that yeah, we have these powers, but you know, <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna make the best out of it and blah blah blah. And the thing's like, yeah, well, fuck you. You look normal. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes on his own and he's on, he's probably in New York for like 30 minutes like he walks up like the two women they, they run in fear and then it cuts to him like wrapped up like a hobo it's like I got nowhere to go like, dude it's been 20 minutes man. <laughs> you're like three blocks away from the building just go back 
Uh, what did you think about Doctor Doom? I like the comic accurate costume, but the acting and just the dialogue is really out there and cheesy. So, you really should have watched the documentary, because me and Brandon were watching, and I'm like, I cannot understand a word this fucking guy is saying. Because the mask muffles yeah. everything. Well, I guess the actor who played him was supposed to go in for ADR, which is like the voiceover. Mm-hmm. And he went in, and he goes, oh, they said, no, no, we're, we're, we're just going to, we like this, the way your voice sounds in the, throughout through the mask. And he goes, you're kidding me, right? Like, he was pissed because he thought it sounded terrible. He goes, it's all muffled. You can barely hear what he's saying. Yeah. And he's like the one actor that realizes, you know, this is going to hurt my reputation because of that. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of the cast, they literally thought they were this was going to put them on the map. Sadly. Yeah, sadly, the map uh, burned up. <laughs> uh, I mean, they even did ADR for Tom Hardy as Bane. You got to... Yeah, because yeah. it sounded like shit. Yeah, it sounded like, oh, Batman. <laughs> I was born in the darkness. <laughs> Not only that, you can. He's very noisy. Like him walking, like you can just hear everything clank every time he moves a finger. You can hear the the the, the, the aluminum or whatever the hell his costume is made out of clank like they didn't edit that out or anything it's very distracting that's all done in adr which they didn't want to do i remember at like one point in this movie i just go like what the fuck is the story there's like there's not a true story there's, of yeah, what's no, going on a straight story like the weasel kidnaps alicia because he's obsessed with her and that's like his queen um <laughs> i realize in this movie the Invisible Woman doesn't have the force fields. Yeah. Well, that would that would mean more special effects. I feel like they could have done it somehow. Be, be creative. <laughs> you just, you gotta be creative. Um, at one point, like, they get kidnapped by Doctor Doom. And I, I honestly can't tell you what his point in the movie is because I can't understand anything he says. All I know is he leaves the room so his guards can kill the Fantastic Four. This is my favorite part in the whole fucking movie. This is like the one thing that happened in this movie that made it worth the watch. So the Fantastic Four takes out all these doom henchmen. Which... The the doom lair looks like a rejected like set from Flash Gordon or something. Probably was. Well, they take everyone out. Which, by the way, this movie should just be called The Thing and His Bitches. Because The Thing does everything in this movie. It's clobbering time. Um, But my favorite part is after they beat up all the henchmen and everything. They escape. Dr. Doom's like, well, well. Wait a minute. And he looks around and he sees everyone knocked out. And he's just like... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> he does have like, oh my god. I mean, he doesn't say that, but he might as well have just been like, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> he kind of just shrugs and walks away. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that was like supposed to be humorous, but I fucking loved it. I, I actually had to rewind it just to have another hearty laugh at that. 
But I don't. Mr. Fantastic in this movie is very useless. I think he tripped some guards and that was it. Like he's extend a leg. <laughs> Can we talk about the costumes? The 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 comic accurate spandex. It was so comic book accurate, but so painfully horrible to look at at the same time. Yeah, some stuff just doesn't translate to the screen. They said something like the wardrobe guy had no budget at, at all. So basically, the casual clothes that the cast are wearing are their clothes. So there was no wardrobe. They said the only wardrobe they had were the outfits, the spacesuits, and like the uh, yellow jumpsuits they wear yeah. at one point. So basically, just show up with your clothes on, but don't have any logos. And they, were, logos. they were laughing because like with the spandex for the forest, you literally can see like the stitching and then like the excess fabric hanging off of it. And they, they said something. They're like, oh, well, you know, that's because Susan made them. They're homemade. They're supposed to get like a homemade look. <laughs> Might as well just took a Sharpie on, on it. Yeah. That's her contribution. She uh, <laughs> She's a sewer. <laughs> she didn't get the uh, the Girl Scouts patch for her <laughs> for, for sewing because she got the, she got the participation patch. <laughs> um, she was busy, you know, romance romanticizing over an older man, so she didn't have the time to do her work. Like I said, it's just it's so comic book accurate, but so poorly executed at the same yeah. time. Um, I still think the uh, 2005 costumes are perfect. I don't care what anyone says. I won't knock it. It's hard to make a spandex costume look good on screen. It is. But goddamn, this movie sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were some parts you liked in the movie? Oh, God. Um, I don't remember him showing up in there. <laughs> but, uh, there was no god. In there. <laughs> I actually like the part when they get on uh, the doctors like, experimenting on him. <laughs> he just starts freaking out. You don't break things or burst into flames, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Here, take your own blood. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Um, I I got a big laugh out of the ending with. Fanta- Mr. Fantastic doing the, the wave. Oh, from the limo? Yeah. That made me laugh. The actor who played Doctor Doom said when the movie was being edited, that was the first shot he saw. And he just said... Oh, that's depressing. And he just said, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he knew. He knew that they were fucked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, He's a new agent. So, Alicia gets kidnapped by the weasel. I have no understanding of what the weasel and dr doom are doing together but then dr doom has a gun to alicia's head and then she's like i love you ben and then ben turns back to to normal like he goes from the thing to normal for three seconds yeah the power of love ladies and gentlemen I had a joke. Power of love. I had a joke about a guy turning rock hard, but I'll just leave it alone. It's just funny because when he turns back human, he actually grows in size. (laughs) 
Um, what did you think about the ending with Doom dying? Nah. <laughs> very shallow and pedantic. Yeah, very shallow and pedantic. So the weasel survived, huh? Did he? Did we see him die? I don't know what happens to the weasel. This movie was so Yeah, they were saving choppy. him for the sequel. Yeah. The Weasel Wars. Rise of the Weasels. <laughs> Captain Weasel. Man, they did. So, the movie got done. They wrapped. I guess it was like a rushed thing. They did it in like two to three weeks or some shit like that. It shows. They did a full-blown press tour. Comic-Con and everything. Yeah. The actor who played Ben Grimm paid to do a, a fly out out of his own money to go do this shit. And then find out, oh, this was never meant to be released. <laughs> I had the opportunity to buy one of the official movie movie posters, but uh, I didn't feel like spending the money. It's such a uh, shallow and pedantic movie. I mean, at least it, it, there's a movie like this made. Like, for instance, the Tim Burton Superman movie probably would have been garbage with Nick Cage. Sure. But I still wish there was a bootleg. <laughs> I, I I wish it was made but never released like this, so I could at least see it. So you could see Superman fighting a giant spider. I mean, it was gonna have Christopher Walken. I mean, what else could you ask for? It's true. I don't know who else was in it other than Nick Cage. I don't know if they cast as like a Lois Lane or. Yeah, I didn't get to it. It, it would have been a it. shit show of a film, though. Oh, totally. Uh. I don't think a, a gothic Superman is what the world needs. It's bad enough the Steiner versus Dark. Because <laughs> I, I think Henry, well, that's coming to an end now. Henry Cavill is a perfect Superman in the wrong franchise. I was reading somewhere I forgot what writer it was, but someone was, some director or writer said he might have been offered Superman, but he he said if he was gonna do it, he was gonna try to make it like a, a fun Superman movie, mm-hmm. which would be nice. Well, there, there's like two or three different Superman movies going on right now. So we'll get different ones, at least. Yeah. I mean, we're going to have like three Superman, three Batmans. Fantastic Four is being introduced in the Multiverse of Madness. Apparently, John Krasinski was cast. Yeah. So. At least Marvel likes its fans. <laughs> <laughs> to an extent. Yeah. To an extent. Um, I actually would rate this better than I would rate the uh, Josh Trank Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Because at the same time, when you know the knowledge of this movie was never meant to be released, you kind of have to be forgiving. Mm-hmm. Because it basically, the heart wasn't really there for it. Plus, it's the 90s. But the, at the same time... For being 90s, I've seen a hell of a lot better 90s movies than this. This felt like mid-80s made for TV. Well, they only had a million dollars to play with. There's there's a lot of 90s movies that had a bigger budget. I wish I had a million dollars to play with. Me too. <laughs> uh, Alright, so what would you rank this movie? <clears throat> Oh man, I wish I I had gone back and looked at my rating for a fan four stick. Um, I guarantee you, one. 
whatever my rating is for Van Forstick, I'll add one star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll double it. <laughs> I might have given Van Forstick two stars because I like the cast. I think of the three of us, you were more forgiving. I tr- I tend to be. Yeah. Which was funny because when we saw it in theaters, he was trying to walk out. I was. <laughs> He's like, well, we're going to go, we're going to go. I go, but I just got more popcorn. <laughs> you know what you are? You know what it is? <laughs> this movie suffers the same fate as Van Forstick. Get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, so this Fantastic Four suffers the same fate as Van Forstick as where the first half of the movie is pretty solid. Once they get their powers, it's a shit show. Yeah. Because there are parts of this movie I'm like, it's, this ain't that bad. But you know what Fan Forstick should have done like this like like this one did? What? Not be released. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what the funniest thing about this movie is? Stan Lee was at a Comic-Con. I saw the footage. And they asked him, uh, what movies are, are, are coming out like from, from Marvel? He goes, oh, well... Uh, some people are making a Fantastic Four movie, but I wouldn't expect much of it. It doesn't look that good. <laughs> when Stan the Man Lee actually has to say that about a property that's connected to him, what is that telling you? Yeah. And he's getting money for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, if I have to go... I'm going to re-rank Fan Stick right here. One and a half stars. Oh, you're you're pedaling back on the uh, Fan Stick. I don't know if it was two stars or not. So, okay. And not only that, I watched like a like a a video on YouTube yesterday that explains everything wrong with Van Forstick, <laughs> and uh, and literally I was just like, God, I fucking hate this movie. Well, I've I've uh, I've thought it over, and I'm gonna re rank my Van Forstick rating to zero. I'll do him one better. I, I will negative my points. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I gave it, give it a negative. <laughs> Brandon, you own it though. It's like right here. Oh wow! <laughs> I don't Do even. I? I don't even own it. I don't think we own it. No, I, I think you bought the steel book. I tend to collect. Wow. No. Used. You, yeah, because when you bought it used, you're like, I'm gonna go try to watch this again. I think it was pretty good. <laughs> and then you came back, you're like, Ah, I shouldn't have bought this. I don't think I had the steel book. I don't. No, I don't even own the movie because we had to rent it. We, you, you did the old red red box. Then? No, do I own it really? <laughs> you did. You did have the steel book, but you, you sold it back. Yeah, I, I might have. Oh, okay. So I remember what it was when I when we worked at Discreet Play. I hadn't seen the movie since the theaters, and I I bought the steel book. And upon watching it at home, I go, "Oh wait, yeah, this movie fucking sucks." <laughs> I tried giving it a second chance. I'm gonna re-rank it to one and a half stars because I'm pretty sure I gave it a two last time. Uh. Now, to rate 1994's Fantastic Four, I'm going to give it two stars. Alright. For the most part, I at least... It was entertaining. <clears throat> I will give it uh, one and a half stars. That's cool, Brent. Take your time. What, for, for which one? Because <laughs> we, we're talking about Fan Force okay. today. I thought we were done. Alright, well you gave it a, a zero star. I, I gave it a negative. Okay, so what do you give 1994's Roger Corman's? I gave it a two. That was actually, ah. that was actually kind of enjoyable. It, it it had that quirky cheesiness that I think like I miss in movies. That's probably why I like the, the, the 2005 Fantastic Four, because it's campy. 
Yeah. Part of me enjoys campy movies. So. Well, if this movie... Okay, so if this movie didn't do what it did, so we can get the 2005 one, we never would have got Chris Evans' as Human Torch that bombed, and then it got brought over as Captain America. Yeah, so... It was supposed to happen. Yeah. It's that first domino. And then it all came to a crashing halt with Man Four Stick. Yeah. <laughs> but the MCU has it now, so they'll make something out of it. I have faith. Me too. I mean, it's the director of uh, the Spider-Man trilogy. I mean, Marvel, when I found out that they're going to be doing a new X-Men, I was like, okay, if it's Marvel re- rebooting X-Men... I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. And they're doing, uh, they're continuing the 90s animated series, too. So, something for everybody. They're they're doing two. I think they're doing 96 and 97 for X-Men. They said one is going to continue from wherever the, I think, 97, wherever 97 uh, ended. Mm -hmm. They said 96 is supposed to be something else. It's like the art style, but a different story. Cool. All right, I guess uh, that wraps up this episode. Yeah. One and a half, two, two. All right, cool. I don't know like, why I'm pointing like the people can, can hear me pointing. <laughs> um, be sure to leave us a radio review on Apple Podcasts. Share us wherever possible. We're also on Spotify. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at It Came From The Video Store. And follow us on Twitter at VidStoreRejects. I did Matt's job today. I'm sorry. Uh, you just kind of stepped all over me. with my fantastic mr fantastic foot (laughs) doesn't anybody see me (laughs) i'm invisible like the invisible woman (laughs) all right signing out i'm eric i'm brandon i'm matt and you just listened to it came from the video store store. (laughs) like preview Pubescent flame. Ah, fuck it.